0: Welcome, everybody, to Take 10. We're so glad that you're joining us. And I'm with Lauren Lucky in studio, her office. She's our sound technician and engineer. Welcome, Lauren. Glad to be here. This is You Have Informed Me. This is episode 13. That's it. We're rolling along. It's hard to believe. I feel like yep. we just started this thing, but. That's it. We don't say brand new anymore. <laughs> we don't. Yeah, but <laughs> That's episode it. 13. We're going to recap Sunday. We are walking through a series called All You Need Is Love. And we're now walking through 1 Corinthians 13, line by line, verse by verse. And we started with how it starts. Love is patient. And we define patience. I kind of put two definitions. I've got a preacher that I have admired for many, many years, Crawford Loritz. He just retired. But uh, Crawford wants defined patience as the will to wait. And that's, I think, so good it's real simple but hard to live by, the will to wait. But I put a different definition in front of our people a little bit more contours and dimensions to it, but patience is the capacity to live gladly in the current season when we would rather not. I'll say that again. Patience is the capacity to live gladly in the current season when we would rather not. Sometimes we want to quit. Sometimes we want to rush ahead of God's plan and will and his timing. The 27th Psalm, the 14th verse says, wait for the Lord. Be strong and let your heart be courageous. Wait for the Lord. That's not easy to do a lot of times. You um, you got stories, I'm sure I got so many, where we rush ahead or we quit or we just have we complain. We're we're maybe we're waiting. We're just not living gladly in the current season. And it's probably harder for us. Think about, you know, our times versus theirs back in the biblical days, but we have fast food, speed dating, speed or self-checkout overnight shipping instant messaging buttons you know we can push a button and pull a lever we get quick access to what we want right here right now and so it's hard for us because everything in our world is is suiting our temperament for instant quick stuff and impatience might seem like a trivial thing but it will kill my prayer life. It'll damage our parents. It'll damage our kids. It'll make me live a shallow life. I don't want to finish this assignment or stick with this diet or stay on my budget or honor my marriage. And it's a hard thing. That's why I think it's so beautiful that Paul writes and says, love is patient. When he starts talking about these 15 traits of what love is and what love does not do, he says, love is patient. I kind of put in front of our people this past weekend two challenges to living a life of patience delays and detours delays of course is just us having to wait we we've done all we can do to get results but the results aren't coming the relationship's not working whatever's broken we're unable to fix it and we it's delayed we have to we have to wait and then there's there are detours where we're something happened and our plan got us off and we're At a different place. We're not where we wanted to be. Delays and detours can get the best of us in so many ways. So, on the positive, on the invitational side, I challenged us to think about two ways that God can grow our patience and therefore our love for God, for other people. Uh, Those two ways are understanding and abiding. Understanding in Proverbs 14 29, it says this Whoever is patient has great understanding. And it probably is good for us to ask the question how much of our impatience is from a lack of understanding we don't know what someone's going through we haven't taken the time to understand the environment the other person in the relationship and so it's we don't mean to to hate or to bring harm but it's just we we rush ahead and we don't gain the understanding of what they're going through or what the situation calls for So again proverbs 14 whoever is patient has great understanding it helps us to be more loving and more patient if we gain an understanding of other people and then abiding is the second thing jesus said this in john 15 5 i am the vine you are the branches the one who abides in me and i i in him can bring forth much fruit i read a book i didn't share this sunday i wish i had but i read a book a couple years back called metaphors we live by and it's really good the writer talks about the power of metaphors. Nobody did it better than Jesus, but I've got a friend who's a counselor. He does it really well at a real high level, and he says that he read it, and this book Metaphors We Live By, and it changed the way he conducts therapy, that that metaphors can invite us to deeper conversations and, and understanding and such, and I love that, you know, again, Jesus did it better than anybody, but I love the metaphor, the vine and the branches, because we spend a lot of our time probably trying to act like we're the vine but the most important thing we can do is just be the branch and when we want to get to a place or we when we are at a place where we want to move forward and fix something that's broken or to handle things ourselves get get results get moving ahead the the antidote the answer that jesus gives us is to abide and that means to connect to remain to to dwell And to be able to do that gladly. But what a beautiful metaphor. The most important thing I can do is abide, is to connect, to remain in him, take um, substance from him and draw from him. And that's going to, it takes time. It's not a rushing ahead type of thing. But love is patient. And a couple of things that have helped me through the years, I want to share them with you. I didn't didn't Sunday, but this is a little add-on, a little addendum here. But slowing is a process that will help us in our patience. Lauren, do you tend to live fast or slow or somewhere in between? My, my gut and my nature is to move really fast. But my small group uh, we met last night, we were talking about this very thing. And um, I told them, I just kind of confessed that my thing that I have to pay attention to is that hurry mentality. Mm. So I purposefully try to do things that slow me down, which yes. is good for me. Well, okay, you're, you're right ahead of me. It, slowing is a, a practice that we ought to embrace purposefully. Put yourself in a position where you have to wait. And that that will cultivate your capacity to joyfully endure a moment. It could be little things like if it, if the sign says drive 40 miles an hour, guess what? Drive 40. Uh, do it with a smile. If there's a stop sign, stop all the way. There used to be a joke that stop sign that the stop and stop sign stands for slight tap on pedal and I can find myself just doing that slight tap on the pedal, but stop all the way. That means your tires quit rolling. Let someone ahead of you in traffic. Let someone ahead of you in a line. Uh, If you're at a checkout stand, just point to someone that's behind you. Says, go ahead and tell them, hey, I'm waiting on the Lord. See how they look at you. But yeah, just purposely slowing. And instead of, uh, imagine you're driving. Instead of treating people, other drivers, as enemies, you actually show kindness. Love is patient and kind. And so slowing is such an important part of things. Uh, to be relaxed, to be peaceful, to be patient, to not always be rushed is really, really important. So take some, do some things. And, you know, there's been a trend. I've, I've studied this in business, in areas of high performance, the tech areas, and places where there's been a trend among people who – who are just done with it all and are taking adopting practices of like gardening and going back to bird watching and things like this, like purposely saying, I need to slow down. And I think everybody needs that because so much of it is the push to get ahead, to dominate, to produce, but to have some slowing habits for us that we embrace is so good for the soul. And then not only slowing, but noticing people, only patient people really notice people. You can't love people if you don't ever really notice them. And hurry is a really close relative to ego. I read this one time, relaxed people look, hurried people overlook. And think about Jesus. He noticed a tax collector up a tree named Zacchaeus. He noticed a man born blind from birth who other people didn't even recognize, a woman who touched the hem of his garment in a big crowd full of people, little children who people uh, knew that Jesus wouldn't have any time for, he actually had time for So to not love is to be short-tempered, hot-tempered, to lose my temper. Love is patient. Some versions of our Bible say love is long-suffering. And that would mean, if you translate that, it means that you can suffer and not quit loving, that you can go through things and endure things. So understanding, living with understanding, helps us with other people, being patient with other people. And then abiding, uh, understanding that we're the branch. The most important thing we can do is be the branch and be connected to the vine, to wait on Him, to draw our life from Him. And don't forget just slowing and noticing. Those can both flow from those other two virtues. Love is patient. And man, people are counting on us to love in that way. The world needs it. Uh, The world is hurried. There's a frenzied pace. And a lot of people just living on the edge who are in so many ways wanting to give up or rush ahead. And love is patient is what a great invitation, a start for this, these 15 traits.